there, and welcome to Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a newlywed couple who like to shoot the shit about movies. That we do. That we do. And this week is the week of Father's Day. Yes. Which means we watched a very father-centric movie. Indeed. I was not prepared. <laughs> no, uh, you, you, you were not. <laughs> I was not emotionally ready for what happened to me, but I... I am so glad that we watched this. Yes. <laughs> it was fucking incredible. Not only is it a very father-centric movie, it is also our first foreign movie. Yay! This is... Da-da-da-da, Train to Busan. That is. Released in 2016. It is a Korean film. So I would like to make the kind of blanket statement right now. When we talk about the cast and stuff, and the characters. Yes. All of these actors and the director and writers, such, such and such, they're all Korean people with Korean names that neither Scott or I are 100% sure we are pronouncing correctly. So, therefore, what we decided to do was make our best college try of... Yes, because we want to honor these people because they all gave amazing performances. Yes, absolutely. We want to give our, our best shot at pronouncing the actors' names. Uh, when we introduce them, and then for the characters themselves, as we discuss the plot, we're just going to be donning them with nicknames to make life easier for ourselves yes. and for you guys, so you understand what the hell we're saying. So we give yes. the actors and the people who worked on this movie the proper respect, because they fucking deserve it. <laughs> Damn straight they do. I had a buddy who was very much into foreign films, and he was like, dude, because I, I love zombie movies. I've watched every Resident Evil movie, much to my chagrin. Hollywood hasn't had a good zombie movie in quite a long time. Possibly 28, 28 days later, 28 weeks later. Or it is the last one that really rings a bell in my head that was a, at least a good zombie movie. So he's like, dude, watch Train to Busan. I'm like, Train to Busan? I've never watched a Korean film before. Am I going to even know what's going on? Like, because usually there's subtext. There's, su- there's Scott, lots of... Scott, were you that guy that got uh, viral after the uh, Oscars this year? <laughs> How many people actually fucking seen Parasite? Raise your goddamn hand and tell me, for the love of Christ, how many fucking people in the United States of a motherfucking America saw Parasite? Why would, why would you even nominate a Ford film for Best Picture? Fuck you, dude. Yeah. By the way, I just say. Exactly. But I was like, I was worried I wasn't going to understand the movie. Like, the subtext of the movie. Not that I won't understand the movie, but right. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But when I saw this movie, I fell in love with it. It's so amazing. It's so action-packed. It's so heart-wrenching. Oh, yeah, it is. Holy shit, it is. That's the thing with foreign films, especially really good foreign films like this one. There are certain things. It, it really, It really unites people of all countries and languages and all that stuff because there are certain things that are just universal to humanity and human beings. And, and like, the themes in this movie and, you know, the other thing that's coming right straight to my head is Parasite, obviously. That was the big movie last year. A a lot of people were hesitant to see it simply because it's a foreign film and it's in Korean, but it 
like, you know, everyone can read, right? It's not even, like, it's at a certain point when you're watching a good foreign film, it's it's almost like you don't even see the subtitles. It's just, like, it all melds together. The difference between this movie and Parasite. Mm -hmm. Parasite is slower, but slower on purpose. Right. Parasite is a totally different... Animal. Yeah. This is... It's like comparing World War Z to, like... Benjamin Button. Yeah. To compare Brad Pitt movies for no reason. <laughs> Both those movies are so well done. This isn't done by Bong Joon-ho, who is a, seems like a wonderful man who I would love to meet, even though... Oh, yes. He seems delightful. Wonderful man. Oscar speech here. Thank you. I, I will drink until next morning. Thank you. But this film was directed by Yong Sang-ho. Yes. And uh, it was also... Co-written by him as well. This was his first live-action film. Yes. Which fucking blows my mind because the shots in this movie are incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, so captivating and incredible. There is no shot where I'm like, you know, it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, like, eh, that's a little rough. No. Everything is just done so, like, purposefully yeah. and so uniquely. Even the CGI... Uh, which you can see certain parts that are CGI, yeah, but, but they works. look good. Yeah, it works for what it is. But he does an amazing job. There is a, he did a prequel for this six months after this, an animated prequel called uh, Soul Station. Yes, and you watched that, correct? I I have watched that. It is not required viewing for Trained Busan. But you, you weren't like a fan. It doesn't have the same gusto. Yeah, mm. the same. And I didn't like the characters as well. In this movie, I love. Yeah. The fucking characters. You either love the characters or you fucking hate them and want them to die immediately. <laughs> exactly. Yon Sang-ho wrote this film alongside Joo Soo Park. Hopefully I got that right. Sorry if I didn't. These two also are writing, directing a sequel to this film entitled Peninsula, which is set to be released this summer. I don't know if it still is with the corona and everything, but well, that's that's the team right well, now. Side note on that as well, James Wan mm -hmm. is supposed to be producing an American version of this movie. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I don't know if that's still the plan, but that was that had been announced two years ago oh, wow. that he was working on it. Okay. I mean, I would be down for that. This is like I, I, I don't think it needs it. I mean, for sure. I mean, listen, there are so many movies that have gotten remakes that don't need them. I would say 90% of them, if not more so. So if it's going to happen, at least let it happen for good movies that, like, you can do cool stuff with. So if it happens, I'm down. If it doesn't, I'm fine with it because I have this movie. <laughs> that is true. That is also true. There's actually a point in the very beginning of this movie where, before we get into the nitty-gritty, they mention the, one of the first characters we meet who's not really an important character, but he goes, am I going to have to bury my livestock again? In 2015, there was a MRSA outbreak in Korea, which ravaged Korea. So yeah. now, because of that, Korea was ready for the coronavirus when it oh. came. Hence why we have Korean baseball on television right now. Oh, okay. They were able oh, to track wow. it so much better because they, were, they had yeah. already experienced it with the MRSA outbreak. Yeah, well, when this movie starts out, they mention, like, quarantine zones and... You know, states obviously, of obviously, yeah, states of emergency, and obviously, I mean, for those of you that don't know, this is a zombie movie, so they kind of touch on zombie virus stuff, and it's like, you know, 
Oh, it's like too real. <laughs> well, the other, parts. <laughs> well, the other thing about this that makes it very different from any other zombie movie. At yeah. no point in the movie do they ever try to figure out how to kill the zombies. They never do, but they never go, oh, shot to the head. Yeah, that's the thing with this too. Like, there have been a million one zombie movies, but this movie does a lot of things in a different, like, unique, clever way. Like, there's still zombies running around, and you got people fucking killing them and stuff, and whacking them and running from them. Like, that's normal for zombie fare. But this has so many, like, clever things with its shots, with its characters, with the ways that they get after the zombies and get away from them. It's so, ugh, so good. And apparently, everyone in Korea agreed, because... This is the sixth highest grossing domestic film of all time in South Korea. The first South Korean film to cross the $1 million mark at the Singapore box office. And the first film of its kind, meaning a, the first zombie apocalyptic thriller in Korea, period. So this was like huge blockbuster. And it made a ton of money. The budget was $8.5 million, mm -hmm. And it made 98 0.5 million dollars. That's making your money back and some. That is insane. In fucking insane. As far as Rotten Tomatoes, critic score is 94% and audience score is 88. So this movie is beloved. Like I was sobbing throughout this whole movie, just so you guys know. If you go to watch this because it's on Netflix, just prepare to cry, get your tissues ready in your hands, ready to dab the tears of sadness. Yeah, th this movie, if you let this movie grab you, it does not let go. And also, I just wanted to mention, because you know I'm all about the awards. Yes. This movie was not nominated for any Oscars, but it was nominated for five awards at the 2017 Asian Film Awards. So I felt it was necessary to share that. It was nominated for Best Actor. For our main, our main guy who we're going to meet in a minute. Best Supporting Actor for our other main gentleman that yes. we're going to meet. Best Editor. Best Visual Effects. Yeah. And Best Costume Designer. Yeah, I can, I can see all that. So, it, it definitely got some love. I was hooked from, like, the word go. So, I'm ready to talk about this. And cry maybe again. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we had to take a couple minutes before we started this. Oh, yeah, I had to just calm down. <laughs> I really did. For the last... Eight minutes of this movie. Yeah. All right. Let's let's fucking do it, man. I'm ready. Okay. So we start off this movie with a mannequin waving on traffic. Sure. <laughs> it, it's an it's an interesting start, and then we got to another man who is down the road, also waving on traffic as they wash down this car. He pulls over and he asks one of the guys in the hazmat suit. He goes, "Am I going to have to bury my livestock again?" The guy goes. Oh, it's okay. It's just a little leak. We're doing this as a precaution. And the guy goes, and the truck goes, you told me that fucking last time. And he's a little pissed off. So, because, you know, he doesn't want to lose his livestock. So he drives away, and we get a, don't text and drive, children. Because he's reaching for his ringing cell phone, and he hits something. He hit a deer. And he looks at his car, because if you hit a deer, it fucks up your car. The guy was just, like, mildly annoyed. I feel like if I were in that situation, I would be, like, screaming, like, oh, my God! But it was a bloody mess. He gets back in his car and drives off, and it just kind of has this, like, slow pan over to the deer. And I'm like, 
it's gonna move, isn't it? It's gonna fucking move. It's gonna move. And then, as soon as I said that, the thing, like, cracks. Like, the bones and the beer crack. And it moves up. And it stands right back up. And I'm like, oh! You see the deer, like, close up, straight on. And its eyes are all cloudy. And you're like, oh, shit. I know you say costumes, but... God, that sound design should have been nominated. Oh, I, the sound design is great in this. So they do the close-up. The deer's got its white eyes. We Zombie deer. <laughs> zombie deer. Spider pig. Spider pig. Does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't. He's a pig. It's better than zombie beavers. Does whatever a zombie deer does. So we immediately cut to our main character, who is... Mr. Businessman. We're going to be calling him father or dad throughout this whole thing. Yeah, a lot of people who review this movie call him hot dad. He is hot, I gotta say. He's very handsome. I've seen a few Korean, like, dramas in my life. You know, like, those, like, over-the-top, like, soap opera-y Korean shows. <laughs> Don't ask me why. But yeah, so he, he looks like he could be straight out of one of those, like, Korean dramas. And he's played by Gong Yoo. That he was the guy nominated for Best Actor, which is rightfully so, because I went from hating this character with like a passion to loving him at the end. So, and I knew that was going to happen. I'm like, he's going to be redeemed and I'm going to love him. But right now I hate his guts. Even though I was self-aware, it still got me there. So that's, that says something. Yeah. So he's all about his business. He's eating Burger King at his desk, talking about Burger sales. King. <laughs> talking, talking about sales. He has his his cohort. I guess his underling is better. But his underling, Kim, come talk to him and go, "Hey, what should I do? People are calling, complaining." And he goes, "Sell everything," because he's been looking up and there was a spill by a plant he was at. Yeah, there's a lot of like crazy news stories about. Fish dying. Yeah. It's like animals going crazy. Very apocalyptic beginnings yeah. type shit. And he goes, sell everything. Uh, but and the guy's like, well, what about the what about the people? He goes, Do you work for those lemmings or do you work for me? And he calls them lemmings. And he go, and then he stops him right before he leaves and goes, What do kids like? Oh yeah, because he has a, a little girl at home, like an eight year old little girl, and it's her birthday and he doesn't know what to get her. So we then cut to him in the parking garage of his apartment. He's talking with his ex-wife, who's like telling him that his daughter, Sue Ann, she wants to go be with her mother because it's her birthday tomorrow. She wants to be with her mother on her birthday. Because he's very distant, you know, typical workaholic dad that doesn't give a fuck. He goes, I'll take care of her. Don't you tell me how to parent my freaking kid. He grabs his gift and walks up into his apartment. And he chats a little bit with his mother. She basically tells him, you shouldn't give up on your marriage that quickly. You know, you should spend more time with your daughter. You know, typical mom stuff, telling her kid what to do. He goes into Sue Ann's room and he gives her his gift. Now, Sue Ann is played by a child actress by the name of Sue Ann Kim. And she is, like, the best child actor I've ever fucking seen. She's so good in this movie, and we'll get to it more as we talk about the plot. But she's incredible. I don't know what this kid is doing right now, but, like, put her in every movie ever in creation. <laughs> because she's great. Yes, yeah, she really did an amazing job in this movie. She sits down, her dad sits down next to her, gives her the gift. 
She opens it up. It's a brand new Nintendo Wii. Ooh, ah. And she, as she's looking at it, she doesn't seem very excited about the frankly. Oh, Not, no. Why would that be, Scott? Because the last holiday, what did her dad give her? A, a brand Nintendo and- Wii. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> exactly. So he decides, okay, I'll take you to your mom tomorrow. I'll escort you on the train to your mother. It's an hour train ride. I can handle that. Fine. Okay. He's getting ready to go, and he sits alone in his bedroom, and he's watching this video on his camcorder, because earlier his mom had mentioned Sue Ann's recital, and that he had missed it, and yada yada yada. So he's watching a videotape of it, and he's watching Sue Ann sing this song. Aloha, white. Yes. It's very cute. And then all of a sudden, she, like, she kind of freezes and gets scared and stops singing, and, like, the class is making fun of her, and... It's like, oh, jeez. And you see this kid look straight at the video camera, and it's like, oh, your heart just, like, breaks into a million pieces. And I'm looking at, I'm like, I'm saying this out loud to, like, like take the camera off her. Take the camera off her. Take the goddamn camera off her. So when they're driving to the train station, the dad and Duane, dad basically tells her, like, so what happened with the recital? What, what you know? And, he's, and she's like, well, how do you know you weren't even there? And he's like, I may not be there, but I'm always watching you. And I'm like, mm, no, no, sir. You're a parent. You should be present. Shame on you. Oh, That's not how it works. <laughs> always watching. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the car, and as he's giving her the speech, he almost gets hit by a fire truck. Yeah, there's like a barrage of emergency vehicles going through this intersection. And then all of a sudden, Sue Ann looks out the window and she sees ashes falling from the sky. And Dad looks over and he sees a big old skyscraper burning a burning. And we're like, okay, this is not good. None of these are good things. And the father goes, something weird is going on. Do you think so, Daddy O? So finally, we get the train. We get little introductions of people showing up here and there. Yeah. Get, We're establishing some characters here, guys. And We get this. Oh, it's going to be a good one. We get the stewards of the train. Oh, yes. Some of them are worthless, a by ma- the way. We get a male and a female steward. Uh, we get the conductor. We meet uh, the baseball team. And the baseball team is a bunch of guys, but they have a cheerleader with them. Just one cheerleader, which seems like... I mean, do they not have teams of cheerleaders? I, I'm not sure if she's... Squads, whatever they're called, I don't know. I'm not sure if she's I actually... I popular enough to be a cheerleader, so I don't know. I'm not sure if she was actually on the cheerleading team, or she just calls herself a cheerleader and just kind of goes with them. Ah. But, well, anyway, all the guys are flirting with this cheerleader, except for one... Who is a very shy boy. Yes, and his name is going to be Baseball. Yes. I called him Baseball throughout the whole movie, so that's what it's going to... His name's going to be Baseball. And he is... Played by Choi Wushik. Hopefully, said that at least almost right. And fun fact, he played the son character in Parasite, which I didn't realize before watching this. I saw it and I was very excited. I was like, "Oh, I know him." Yeah, I did. He was a little more younger, a little more fresh-faced. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, he definitely aged up a little bit in Parasite because I didn't recognize him in Parasite from this. But yeah, he's he's a shy boy, and she comes up to him and is like. Can't you just accept that I like you already? And he's like, the rest of the team starts chanting, accept her, accept her. So the cheerleader 
is played by Suhi. And fun fact, she's actually an ex-member of the K-pop group Wonder Girls. So that's kind of cool. Insert clip here. Yeah, they, they were very cute. We love a zombie romance. And Baseball Boy is like, he's great in this. He's so good. He's a very valiant young man, yeah, as we'll see later. Yeah, he has he has a lot of trouble in this movie. I can't, I, I feel bad for him in so many ways. Yeah. So, okay, so we meet uh, these cast of characters. Uh, we also get a quick introduction to these two old ladies yes. who are sisters. That's basically our introduction so far, and we cut back to... Sue Ann and her father. Yes. So Sue Ann is looking out the window. We get a cut to the outside of the train and the guy's waving and suddenly a woman sneaks on behind him. Yes. And the like attendant on the train totally misses it. So he's fucking useless. And the woman is clearly in distress in some way. She's bloody. And she falls to the floor immediately. She's very she fucked get, up. She, she basically runs to a washroom. Right. So as the door closes, then the train starts to leave. Mm. And Sue Ann's looking out the window. We still see the attendant on the side. And he's the first one to get got. Zombie comes, runs, jumps on him. He's done. And Sue Ann notices this. And is like, what the fuck? And she turns around to her father. And he's fucking sleeping. He's sleeping. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why are you sleeping? This is an hour train ride. Like, you purposely went with your daughter to take her to, on this train ride because you said she couldn't go by herself. But then the second you get on the train, you fall asleep. And mind you, after he falls asleep, Sue Ann just, you know, she starts wandering about because she's a kid, she didn't know any better. And there's fucking zombies on this fucking train. Well, so like, what an ass, what a bitch, what a cock. But that, at that point, I really did not like this guy. So I'm like, you're an asshole. You have literally an hour just to spend alone with your daughter and you fall asleep. Yep. So as Frankie has stated, Sue Ann gets up and starts wandering around the train. She sees a guy complaining to one of the stewards, that there's a weird man in one of the washrooms. So, Stewart and this guy start knocking on the washroom door. Uh, we get cut to another uh, washroom of this woman tourniqueting her leg. Who, oh yeah, the woman that snuck on from before. She's clearly hair. infected and like, there's her veins are showing. Yeah, it's really just... She's not looking good. Yeah, and like, at one point she starts walking through the train... And she's staggering, you know, like that, that normal kind of zombie stagger. Uh, the steward gets the bathroom, the first washroom open with Sue Ann standing there. And it's this homeless man. And he's like, all dead. Everyone, they're all dead. And he's like fucking like, he's almost shaking. Yeah, and they just think he's like high or something. As Sue Ann's staring at him. Now, the guy behind her, we are going to call... We're going to call him asshole, because trust me, he's an asshole. Yes, he is an asshole. He is played by Kim E-sung. And he chats a little bit with Sue Ann. Yes, he chats with Sue Ann. He goes, see, if you uh, if you fail out of the class, this is what you'll become. 
And she goes, my mother says people who say that are jerks. And he goes, well, your mother probably failed out of the class. And he walks away. I'm like, dude, oh. that's fucked up. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, Scott, Frankie, that's not that bad. I mean, you know, that's kind of a mean thing to say, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. Trust me, this guy is the devil. <laughs> now, our female stewardess, who we met earlier, finds the woman who is kind of convulsing. And up. Yeah, and she's like having what it looks like to be a seizure on the floor of the train. And she sees her die. So now she gets in front of her and she's trying to call on the radio and isn't getting a signal in the back of the train. And as she's trying to get the signal, the girl sits up and she's like snarling and like... Yeah. The next scene is like everyone just sitting chill in the train car. And then all of a sudden the stewardess is lumbering down the fucking aisle with this bloody zombie girl on her back screaming and like blood's dripping down her neck. I'm like, oh my god. And down the way, Suanne's looking for a washroom. And she meets oh, our other characters. Best character. Two of our best characters who are we are going to call the husband and the wife. Right. The husband is played by Ma Dong Zhou, who is a pretty famous Korean action star. He is actually going to be having a role in a upcoming Marvel movie, he's going to be playing Gilgamesh in the Eternals movie. The wife, who is the pregnant wife, we should clarify, is played by Jung Yumi, and she's she's awesome too. The two of them are like couple goals for sure. Yeah. So the husband has a little conversation with Suanne saying, you know, there's another washroom down the way. Right now, she's peeing in there for two. And he's like, this is going to take a while, so you might want to go to the other bathroom. So she's like, okay. And eventually she, she walks off. and Back to the baseball cart where this stewardess is now carrying this zombie who's biting her neck. And she drops. Right. And suddenly the girl gets up off the stewardess and jumps onto a, one of the baseball people. And the stewardess is up in like five seconds and is and a she's zombie. she's turned and she's a zombie, yeah. What I loved about this scene was like when like chaos is starting to really break out now in this car, and all the baseball team is like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" And immediately, baseball boy, parasite guy, jumps in the fray and tries to hurt the zombies and save people. Yeah. And I'm like, "Fucking hero! Yes, we know why cheerleader likes him now." <laughs> yeah. So finally, the father wakes up. And realizes Sue Ann is not there. So he starts looking for Sue Ann. He starts seeing the zombies starting to come. And they're coming, they're coming full force. He turns to run and he sees Sue Ann there. He grabs Sue Ann. He keeps running. Now everyone starts going past the husband and wife. Yeah. The wife's still in the bathroom, the husband's standing outside waiting. Hubby's like, what the fuck's going on? And then he sees the zombies. And he basically grabs the one zombie, throws him into the bathroom, and closes it as his wife is, like, shocked. He looks at her and goes, you can still run, right? <laughs> like, babe, I know you're pregnant, but you can still run, right? Go. Go, go, go. And, the, and she runs. He follows her. And they start running. And the father is right at the door. And he sees the pregnant woman and her husband running and he shuts it. 
Yeah. Everyone else is like, what are you doing? Open it, open it. So he opens the door, and the uh, husband and wife come in. And the zombies start pounding at the door. They're like, how do we lock this door? And he goes, I don't think they know how to operate the door. And they don't. So the wife now gets a brilliant idea that they, she's like, they only started attacking us when they saw us. That I thought was cool. So she takes a bottle of water and a bunch of newspapers. She sprays water on the window pane of the door. And then she plasters the newspapers over it so it sticks. And, like, it covers the window so that the zombies can't see them. Yes. So they stop, like, banging. Yeah, they cu- it cuts to the zombies and the zombies kind of calm down. Yeah. Clever girl. It actually makes me think of the thing because a lot of these people do act very rationally. I was getting the thing vibes, and I'll tell you why a little later. But yeah, I hear you on that. Now the husband looks over at the father and goes, You owe me an apology. Yeah, you do, asshole. The dad goes, You're not the only one who has people they're worried about. And the wife calms him down. He, for the rest of the movie, calls him asshole and jerk. and Yeah, because he is. I mean, he's not. he didn't close the door on a pregnant woman because he was worried about the other people. He was worried about himself. Yeah. We get uh, Asshole, who's yelling at the conductor to stop at the next station. He's like, I'm the COO of this company. You have to listen to me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you hate to see people that can't handle crisis well. People who have power under normal circumstances realize they don't have any power. They kind of freak out. Well, another big thing in Korean art is the divide between people who have money and people who do not. Right. I mean, that was the whole point behind Parasite as well. In the movies I've seen, Korean films, it seems to be a running theme. So there's televisions on this train, and we're getting news saying how Korea is going into a state of emergency. They start moving more forward on the train to kind of put some distance between them and the zombies. Right. I like that shot that they did. It's like an overhead shot of like this sea of people moving up the train and they're very staggering and moving very slowly and you it, they look like zombies almost. It's symbolic of they're not that different from the zombies. Yes. Really. The father sits Suan down. The two old ladies, one of them tells the other one, they're both sisters, so one of them tells the other one to just sit down and rest. So Suanne, being the sweetheart that she is, she immediately gets up and goes over to one of the old ladies and is like, ma'am, sit here. I don't need to sit. Sit here. So she gives the old lady her seat and it's just like, oh, Suanne, you're like the cutest. But then her dad ruins it because he's an ass. Well, the dad pulls her over and goes, you have to watch out for yourself. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, Heaving breaths. The father's like, okay, just stay here for a second. I gotta go make a phone call. We get another interaction with Sue Ann, the husband, and the wife. And they ask, what's your father do? And she goes, oh, he's a fund manager. The hubby's like, oh, so he's an ass. Oh! The wife's like, don't say that in front of his daughter. And she's like, oh, no, it's okay. Everybody thinks that. And I was like, oh, my God. They give Sue Ann, a, like, a gummy worm. And like, oh, do you want to feel the baby? We call the baby Sleepy. Because her father is too lazy to think of a name. <laughs> yes, the father's too lazy. And also, Hubby points to the pregnant belly on his wife and tells Sue Ann, 
I made that. Yeah. And the wife looks at him like, bitch, what? I had nothing to do with it. It was like such a cute scene. So the father calls his army buddy and goes, hey, man, we're going to stop at this next station. Is it safe? And the guy goes, the army's going to be there and they're going to quarantine you. And he goes, I have my daughter. Can, can you get us fucking out of there? And he goes, instead of going to the main plaza, go to the east end. I'll have a, I'll have a crew waiting for you. He gets overheard by the homeless guy. So we arrive at the first train station. And this train station is empty. Yeah, for sure. It's like too quiet. You just expect something to jump out at you. But it doesn't, actually. So they all start getting off the train. They start walking towards the main plaza. The writing is just so good in this. Like, that's why it irritates me when, like, racist assholes are like, Oh, I don't want to watch a foreign film. I don't want to watch subtitles. Fuck you, asshole. Because these characters that we've established in, like, the first, like, what what are we at now? Like, 20-something minutes? Are more developed than half the fucking characters in movies in America. So, like... Get your shit together. Open your mind up. Well, yeah, it's it's done so well. There are times you watch movies nowadays, especially for horror movies, where they're just they're just stereotypes. Very oh yeah, quickly. horror movies especially. That's why I don't really watch a lot of horror movies mostly because I I feel like they're all the same a lot of the time. A lot of the time they are. That's why when you get a horror movie that gives you some good characters, some some people to grab onto, those are some great movies. So. We're at the train station. Everybody's going off. The father grabs Sue in and starts going down a different hallway. The homeless guy sits behind and is like, I heard you on the phone. I'm no coming idea. with you. Now, we cut back to the main people who start going down escalators and stairs. This is great because it, like the tension being built is really palpable here. Because you know something is wrong because where's the military? And then as they're going down this like big flight of stairs, Hubby looks over and he sees, like, a police shield and, like, a helmet covered in blood. And then you're like, oh, there we go. And then, lo and behold, they're going... Some of them are going down the escalator. Some of them are going down the stairs. And as they go down, you see uh, a horde of army men. But they're they turn around and they're all zombies. And they, they start chasing them and they're all running back up the stairs. Immediately when they start running, I'm like, please do not go up the down escalator. <laughs> I started thinking of fucking uh, Brody from Mallrats. <laughs> There's not a year goes by, not a year, that I don't read about some escalator accident involving some bastard kid that could have been easily avoided had some parent conditioned him to fear and respect that escalator. And Hubby does this like superhero moment where he grabs his wife, flips her over to the stairs, and then jumps over, <laughs> and then they run up the stairs. Yeah, Hubby, Hubby takes it ass. We cut back to Sue Ann and the father. You see an army guy at the end of the hallway. Kind of limping. Yeah, and you're like, hmm, that looks suspicious. But immediately, the homeless guy just goes running down the hallway. And then once he gets a little closer, you see that the guy is bleeding and limping. And that's not good. I got a bad feeling about this. And then all of a sudden, another army guy, a zombified army guy, comes from behind, (laughs) grabs the army guy, and he's dead. And now the, the horde starts coming that way, too. The father turns around and sees Sue Ann, and he sees the other people who were in the main plaza running back towards the train, and he starts running towards Sue Ann because the zombies are now behind her. 
and as the zombie's about to grab her, the husband comes and boom, right hook to the jaw. Oh yeah, it was so satisfying. <laughs> he does this slow-mo, and it's such a perfect use of slow-mo. It adds to the tension. Because sometimes you get, get abused a lot in a lot of movies. Especially after The Matrix. But if it's used in the right context, it could be really effective. The wife grabs Sue Ann, and they start running towards the door. The father gets grabbed. And he's now fighting off this zombie who's on top of him. He grabs a book, shoves it in the zombie's mouth to try and, like, hold him back. It's great to learn, because knowledge is power! And who fucking saves this motherfucker? The homeless guy fucking throws his jacket over the zombie. Yeah, that was great. And then, Hubby is standing by the door with uh, the baseball guys. Yeah, they're like locking the door. Hubby calls over to Father and he's like, get your ass over here. Come on, asshole, let's go. Father gets in there, gets behind the door, and they start holding the door closed. And I I knew it. As soon as the the dad started getting attacked and Hubby got away, I was like, oh, Hubby's going to save him after every fucking thing he just did to him. He's going to save him. And he did. So the four baseball guys, the Hubby and the Father, are trying to lock this door. They're trying to hold the zombies back as much as they can. But zombies are coming everywhere. They're breaking through windows. They're landing on the train tracks. Oh, yeah. This is where, like, some of the CGI, there's an overflow of just human bodies, zombified bodies, falling out of windows onto the trains and everything. And while there are some moments, like we said before, that you can tell it's CGI... It still works because it's used for a purpose to show the enormity of this horde of zombies. Yeah. So, a zombie falls and, like, breaks up the two old ladies. The cheerleader and the conductor grab this old lady and bring her to one part of the train. The pregnant lady, Sue Ann, and the old lady run to the back of the train. And they get met up with the homeless guy and barely get onto the train. The asshole now looks at the steward and goes, when are we going to? fucking leave basically pressuring the steward yeah the steward gives in it's like okay we're gonna go the baseball team and the husband and father finally get the door locked but it doesn't last long and zombies break through the glass and now are behind but they got they have a head start so they run off and they get down to the platform two of the baseball guys run out immediately and get clipped by zombies and baseball boy is just standing there like shocked the father comes down and is like hey get up you idiot come on let's go and they run towards the train they hop on and then hubby is running zombies are like right on his ass and there are also zombies coming from the other direction the father is holding out his arm like come on come on and he picks up a shield off the floor and fucking barrels this guy over with the shield Oh my god, it looked so good. It was badass as fuck. And he gets on the train, thank god. Although, right after this, they have a scene where, like, Baseball Boy calls Cheerleader to let her, let her know, like, she's okay. And they cut to Baseball, and he's, like, sobbing. He's like, I'm so sorry, I couldn't save them. And I'm like, oh my god, honey. I was, that's, that was the first cry I had, I think. So I wasn't expecting him to just be sobbing like that. But it, it oh, it broke me, man. And I thought, like an idiot, that that was going to be the most <laughs> that this movie would kill me. But no. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. So the cheerleader and one of the old ladies are in the car with all the people. 
They are in car 15. Sue Ann, the homeless guy, the other old lady, and the pregnant wife are in car 13. And they are surrounded by zombies. They had him hiding in a restroom surrounded by zombies banging at the door. Yeah. The husband, the father, and baseball are in car, car nine. nine. Hubby gets a call from his wife's phone, and it's Sue Ann. She goes, we're locked in the washroom on car 13. Get your ass down here. And that's when baseball is like, okay, cheerleader is in car 15 with the others. So, I'm going. Yeah, they find a bunch of stuff to wrap up their arms. Baseball has a bat. The father gets a riot shield and, yeah. and a baton. Oh, God. And they're, like, raring to go. There's one shot where the three of them are standing together at the edge of this car, like, staring down the barrel of a gun, basically. And it's like... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. They start fighting their way through the first car, all three of them working together. They get through the first car, and... They get into the next. It's all the baseball team. Baseball boy just totally freezes in shock, and the other two jump in front of him and start attacking them. They do good for a little while, and then they get kind of... Overpowered. Both of them get overpowered, and they're kind of struggling. And baseball boy's just standing there with his bat, like... Like, oh, fuck. Like, he knows. He, you can just see the look on his face. He knows he has to do this. And it's building up, building up. And I'm, like, screaming at the computer at this point. Just like, you gotta do it. Baseball boy, you gotta do it. And I'm, like, crying while this is happening. Uh, it was so emotional. And you think that that's how it's gonna end with him finally, like, bringing up the courage to kill his friends. But then it kind of takes a turn immediately because... The train goes through a tunnel. Yes. And the train goes dark. And all the zombies stop. Ooh, okay. So the zombies cannot see in the dark. I like when movies or really any media, TV shows, whatever, takes a concept that is old as time, like a monster type concept like this, for example, and makes something new with the lore. Except if it's Twilight, because sparkling vampires are stupid. Like diamonds. They're beautiful. Beautiful. This is the skin of a killer, but... They make a noise enough far enough where the zombies kind of get away from them, and they all kind of sneak to the next train. And the father gets an idea. He goes to the husband, he goes, Give me your phone. He grabs his phone and the husband's phone and starts entering numbers in the husband's phone. And finally, he slides the phone back. And as they go through the next tunnel, he hits the call button and the phone rings and all the zombies run to the husband's phone. And they sneak on through and they are at car 13. Suddenly they get back into the light and the three of them hop into the washroom across the way. And while they're in the washroom too, the three of them, they have a cute moment because they're like ribbing each other. He makes fun of Hubby's uh, ringtone. Yeah. He's like, what's wrong with my ringtone? How do I change it? He's like, what? But meanwhile, the father's looking at the train map and trying to see where the next tunnel is to try and time their escape. But we also get, I think, one of Hubby's best lines. Because he looks at the father and he goes, Yeah, your daughter told me you're a fund manager. And you don't get to play with her much, do you? She'll understand when she's older, you know. She's trying to provide for her and give her a good life. Fathers get all the blame and then none of the praise. Yeah, it's, it, it was a nice moment between them. Like, they're, they're being nice to each other now, and 
finding some common ground because they fought together and I, I love them all so much. <laughs> this was around the point because he was just so perfect, hubby, and I'm like, You're gonna die, clown! And I looked at Scott and he didn't answer me. And I didn't even really need an answer because I knew it in my soul. I'm like, he's gonna fucking die and I'm not emotionally prepared. I'm still not emotionally prepared. I feel assaulted by this film in many ways, but also I love it. I'm in a very abusive relationship with this movie. <laughs> so they get out of the bathrooms in the tunnel and they get onto the shelves on the side so each side of oh, the Oh yeah, this car. was a sick shot. There are so many unique like shots. I love how like in every train car too, they escape the zombies in a different way. With each car they're like learning more and they're getting smarter with them and everything. It's so it's so fucking clever. I love it. But then they're about to get into the next car. And the and homeless guy falls. Sue Ann initially goes to run for him. Father stops her, pushes, pushes her, her back, back, and he goes. Because character growth, guys. I love this movie. He starts helping him up, and suddenly they're out of the tunnel. And he shoves the homeless man back down, and he hides off to the side, too. So he shoves the homeless man down to the side, and he hides himself. And they're like, holy fuck, holy fuck. Because there's a zombie right on them. Yeah. And he goes, and he looks at the homeless guy. Uh, Hubby's, like, trying to, like, come on, get over here. We gotta, we gotta close this door. We gotta get fucking between this door and between us and them. And he looks at the homeless guy and goes, okay, on three. We're gonna go. One. Two. And as he says three, the homeless guy makes a step and steps on the can. Motherfucker! And now the zombies are coming. Yeah, and he's just like, run, run. And they go. Car, they're at car 14. The husband's trying to close the door. During all this escape, the cheerleader said... There are survivors. There are survivors... Baseball's coming with the survivors, and they're and the asshole, asshole is like, how do we know they're not infected? Um, because I don't think if the fucking zombies can't open a door, I don't think they can send text messages. You asshole, and in asshole. But it's it didn't click in my head at first, but then when you said it, it clicked. So. He is supposed to be like the amalgamation of what the father would be. If he was just completely extreme in his selfishness. Like, yeah, he, if the father kept going down this path. Right. Unperturbed. Mm -hmm. He would become this man. Yeah. And, yeah, in the same breath, you definitely have seen some of these people turn. You've seen, a lot of you have seen these people turn almost immediately. Right. But they have blocked the door off. They're, they're trying to keep these guys from coming through. Now... They have the cheerleader basically held hostage. They break yeah, her it's, phone. It's so sad because the baseball is like banging on the door calling for her. And she wants to call back, but they're holding, they're covering her mouth so she can't say anything. They're not going to let them in. Suddenly, baseball starts fucking smacking at the door. The husband's just like holding the door as close as he can, but zombies yeah. are like trying to reach through. And the father's there with him. The father runs up and starts bashing fucking zombies in the fucking head, yeah. trying to get them back, and he's not having much luck. And then all of a sudden, hubby, uh, hubby moves his hand, moves down his hand to get more of a grip, more of a grip, 
and one of the zombies pops up, bites him in the hand. My stomach was making the rumblies that only hands would satisfy. And you're like, fuck, it's done. And immediately I thought, the Walking Dead logic, cut off his hand. But I'm like, oh, I guess they don't know like to do that. And sometimes that works, I guess, and sometimes uh, yeah, that won't work. Yeah, that's true. Even and Walking people, Dead doesn't always work. And people turn so quickly here. Yeah, true, true. So he's like, fuck. So I knew it. He was going to die. And I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't fucking ready. Finally, baseball fucking breaks through the glass. Uh, with the this, is, this is where the tears started, by the way. This is where the torrential downpour began. And all the other fucking guys are now moving to train 16. And baseball's trying to beat them there before they close it. He's got an arm in there. Now, him and a couple of the other people are, like, holding, trying to, like, stop them from closing the door. Right. Cheerleader and the sister old lady. Yeah, they both break free and try to get at Get people to get them to let them in. And these fucking guys, these fucking psychos push this old lady and the cheerleader over. This is where I was thinking that, like, the thing. Because it's... You don't know who to trust. Yeah, it's a common kind of theme in, like, disaster movies or monster movies like this, zombie stuff, where, like, there's this big bad that you have to stay away from or fight or whatever. But meanwhile, internally, the human beings who are supposed to be above those monsters are attacking each other. It's very interesting commentary on humanity. Yes, it is. definitely is. So they're kind of, like... They're in the middle of kind of a fight right now. Hubby finally looks at the father and goes, dude, take my wife. Oh, yeah. She, the wife, like, walks up closer to them. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't do not do that. She knows this is her. She knows. She knows he's about to fucking die. And she's breaking down. He goes, he looks at the father and goes, take care of her. Get her out of here. I'll hold them off. Oh my god, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he finally looks at him. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was fucking, oh. He's like about to, he's like crying and like, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. And he like takes a deep breath and he leaves and he grabs the wife. The like, wife. we gotta go. He, yeah, he grabs the wife and they start to go. She's very reluctant. She doesn't want to go, but eventually she starts to leave. And he calls her name, Hubby. She turns around one last time to her husband. And he says... I got the name. And as he says that, the zombies break through. And he fucking grabs them. Yeah. And he's holding them back with all his strength. Oh my god. He has literally got them. And he's like barricading them with like their own bodies. Because there's too many of them to get past him. And he does that for a good long while. He does that and he starts... As, as the father is running over to the other side to try and help yeah. baseball boy. Open the door. And he does get that play. But we cut back to the husband. Yeah. Whose eyes are starting to turn the milky Cloudy, white. Yeah. And he's just... He's screaming. He's like... Ah. And then the zombies take him over. The zombies just overpower him. You're gonna lose that battle. It was the most heart-wrenching fucking death scene I've seen in a horror movie. I have to say. It, it's, and again, I haven't seen all like a, a whole bunch of horror movies. To be fair, it, but it would definitely I, be up there. I, I can't see that being top. There's movie. obviously there's obviously two of them in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and oh, that yeah. that is one of them. Yeah, it's it's. And just so we're clear, in case it wasn't made clear before, 
husband was the supporting actor that was nominated for an award for the for the Asian Film Awards, and it's it's so deserved. <laughs> yeah, like I can't even express how deserved. 100%. He was fucking amazing in this, and you felt you felt this. Yeah, and like he might have not had like nobody had like a ton of dialogue in this, but you knew who they were. Exactly. Yeah. You knew who they were. You knew their characters. You felt them. You felt them grow. Like, even he learned something from the father. Like, that line in that bathroom where he goes, we do all, we take all of the shit and get none of the credit. That's a big line. Yeah. A huge fucking line. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he sees that. He's becoming a father. Yeah, it, it's... It's heavy. It's heavy, man. And then... You think it's done. You think, okay, that was the big, that was the big emotional, yeah, so rocking moment. They finally, and now it's done. And they, but, fi- the, but then I look over. I said that to Scott. I said it with my mouth, and I regret saying it because you know what his response to me was. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> it gets worse." I'm like, "How? How? Yeah. How could it get worse?" Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it gets so much worse going forward. They finally, as they said, they force the door open. They start getting in. The person who's behind them is the old lady. Yes, the father runs back to get Sue Ann, who is sobbing. And he grabs her, brings her in. And then he runs back to go get the old lady, who is kind of frozen. Yeah. In it's, fear, and yeah. she's old. It's, but... It's, they have this moment with the two old sisters because the other sister that's with the majority of the people, she has been essentially catatonic this whole time without her sister. They are very much entwined. These two ladies, but they love each other deeply and that's obvious. So when she looks out and sees her sister right outside the door, she immediately brightens up for just a moment. And so does the other sister. They just, they have these huge smiles on their faces. And then right as they are about to run towards each other and embrace, a zombie comes and snatches the old lady. And the father looks, he's devastated because he knows she's gone. Yeah, and he, he has to close he, he the door. He just closes the door. That's, uh it's it's heavy. I wasn't expecting the old lady to die after that whole, that whole fucking huge thing with hubby. I wasn't expecting the old lady to. So that was a lot. And then, as soon as they are all behind the door and safe, the father turns around to the asshole and does what we all want to do. Punches that motherfucker right in the face. (laughs) Punches him in the face, grabs him and goes, we could have saved them all. Oh yeah, that was a great scene. We could have saved them all. And finally, the asshole gets free of the father's grasp and goes, they're all infected. Which, um, obviously they're not, because you know what infected people look like. They're talking. Yeah, they're, like, not coming after you. They're just standing there, like, silently. The little girl is crying her eyes out. Like, what? We know they're not infected. But, no, they're like, we don't think the fucking, uh, steward, who's an asshole, too. All the stewards of this movie are fucking useless. Well, it's just the one left now. Yeah, so he turns to them, the people that just came in. We have the father. We have wife, we have Sue Ann, and we have homeless guy, baseball boy, and cheerleader because cheerleader is with baseball boy now. They have been reunited. Uh, and the the rest of the train is like, well, you know, you can't stay here. You should move. We want you to move the other car. Get get going. 
Yeah. So they find they they like know what we're gonna do it. Whatever we're just gonna do it. They start walking. Baseball goes. You can stay here. To You'll, cheerleader. To cheerleader. You'll be safe here. And Julia goes, no, I'm coming with you. I don't want to be with these fucking people. They're like, okay, fine. So the six of them get in the car. And they lock the door. They lock the door. So now they are in car 17. While they are in car 16. They start blocking, tying off the door. So they can't, like, if they turn, they can't come get them. Fuck you guys. Now the old lady. Oh, God. The old lady. She's looking at her sister zombie. Yeah. And she's looking in her face and just... Uh, she's looking in the face and she's like... Sad. She's sad. She's like, I can't, you know... She doesn't want to live without her sister. She doesn't want to live without her sister. And she goes, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this shit, I'm out. And the fucking asshole looks and goes, stop the old lady. And she opens the door and the zombies come rushing in. Which is what I wanted. I was literally said when they kicked the other guys out. I was like, I hope all these fucking people die. Jesus Christ. And sure enough, well, the zombies come in and attack them. And they start seeing the bloodshed in the window. And yeah. it's... Good. Fuckers. That's uh, what you get for being selfish pricks. It's brutal. It is. And they don't show it. Like you, They do show a they lot. They show but a little bit. They show a little bit with the person getting attacked because of the it's like painted glass, basically. They do such a good job because when they show stuff, it's great, but the... When he leaves it to the imagination to, it's also fucking great. Yeah, well, that's like storytelling 101, you know. Leave some things to the imagination. Yeah, so... Because that, in, in a way, it makes it scarier, because you can think up your own horrible things that are happening to these people. Yeah, the father has to talk to Suanne, saying he's going to get her to her mother for her birthday. Suanne's like, just don't leave me. Yeah, this child is, like, such a good little actress. Like, it's crazy, like... She's being told to emote an incredibly heavy amount, and she does it with ease, it seems like. It's just so good. And she talks about, like, how much she loves her dad. She's like, I was so scared I wasn't going to see you again. And she goes, that's why I couldn't sing at the recital, because you weren't there for me. Just promise me you're not going to leave me. And it's just like, oh, it just breaks your fucking heart. Yeah, so... He's like, he's like, okay. He basically goes, let me call your mother, basically. And he goes into the bathroom to call the mother. He the person you are trying to reach is unavailable. And you're like, oh, mom's dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mom's <laughs> gone. So now we're like, again, 99% sure. Mom's gone. Grandma's gone. It's, it's, it's now, it's him and his daughter. So he gets a call from his little underling. Yes. From his job. And we find out something very interesting, a twist that I was not expecting yeah. at all. We find out his company is the reason for this. So yeah, he works as a fund manager for this biotech company. And the underling tells him, like, our company created this virus. And he's so shocked by this. And the underling is like, is this my fault? Is this my fault? And the father goes, no, this isn't your fault. And the guy hangs up. You just get this really, you get this cool shot of him in the bathroom, like, reflecting off the mirrors, like, just him dealing with himself. It's very, well, it's a very good, poignant shot. And then he leans down and he starts washing his hands in the sink because there's blood on his hands. Uh -huh, symbolism. 
And then he just starts to cry. And it's like, holy fuck. Like, if anything, I mean, I don't know what the idea for the sequel is going to be. But I hope that, like, I don't know if even there are going to be these characters. From everything I've heard, no. But, I mean, I hope that there is an allusion to, like, the company and, like, more into that, like, how this all started and, like, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a cool twist that I wasn't expecting. It's kind of similar, in a way, to the twist in Walking Dead where Rick finds out that they were all infected. Yeah. And that they all, no matter what happens when they die, they turn into zombies. I think that was a cool twist on that. So it's kind of similar to that, I guess. So the conductor pulls into the train station, but he can't get all the way because the train tracks are blocked. So he contacts the speaker, he goes, tracks are blocked, I'm going to go try and find another train. You guys can get off or you guys can stay here and wait for help. While he makes his announcement, we find out the asshole and the steward got into the bathroom before they got got. I knew it. God damn it. I knew it. Because I knew with this being this asshole being what he was to the story, he wasn't just going to get killed off just like that. But I was hoping. So he's in the bathroom and he peeks out the door and he sees zombies skulking around. And he goes back into the bathroom with the steward. And the steward is like, hey, is it clear? Like, can we go? And asshole is like, yes. Yes, it is clear. You sure? Because Mr. Fizzles can sense when you're being a liar. We're good. You go first. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. The, uh, the steward who is weak-willed. This idiot yeah. just goes. After everything this guy has done up to this point, you're going to trust him? Okay, that's your own fault. So the asshole, as he opens the door, the asshole shoves into the zombies and he runs out the door. Our main characters also get out of the train. The conductor goes and finds another train. He starts it main characters are trying to find a way to get to this other train. Suddenly, as the conductor gets the new train going, a fiery train starts rolling down the tracks out of control. This train is on fire. This train hits the other train and almost kills all our main characters. But it also separates baseball cheerleader from the rest of the crew. It knocks out the father. Baseball cheerleader get onto this one train and they, they trying to get through this door and the door won't go so he's trying to break open the window of the door and then suddenly from behind them you see the door to another train open up oh yeah and it's asshole that was a cool shot because it was like slightly out of focus asshole and like the zombies following him so all you just see is cheerleader like worried like come on let's go and then you see like a blurry asshole <laughs> just like skulking up and I'm like oh no 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 so he grabs cheerleader and Throws her to the zombies. Oh my god, I was screaming at this point. Like, what the fuck? And I just wanted baseball to just fucking kill this Well, guy. now baseball comes, and he starts swinging the zombies to get cheerleader away. Yeah. She gets knocked down. The asshole breaks the window, goes through the window. And he gets away. out. Like a little bitch. Baseball finally knocks out the rest of the zombies and closes the door and sees she's been bitten. Yeah, and he's he's just so devastated and crying, and he's just holding her in his arms, and it's so fucking sad. He's lost all his friends, and this girl that he clearly liked a lot, and it's just so fucking sad, and he's holding her, telling her how sorry he is, and I'm like, okay, you gotta leave her. Baseball, you gotta leave her. 
baseball, you got to leave her. And then as soon as that happened, she bites him right in the neck and he's crying, screaming. And you're like, oh, it's over. Fuck. Yeah. We lost baseball and cheerleader. I'm actually really sad. I was so sad. I was still crying at this point. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Asshole is running to the tracks because now he sees the conductor in the train and the conductor's like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. Asshole twists his ankle and falls over. So what does conductor do? He gets out of his safe train and goes to help asshole. Why? Fuck being a nice person. So conductor goes there, helps him up, uh, but the zombie has bitten him on the ankle, and he gets grabbed, and asshole just leaves him. Of course he fucking does. Now I didn't notice that asshole got bit in the ankle. Uh, it's it's very quick. If you look away for half a second. It's it's real quick. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. So I'm I'm actually glad I didn't know because asshole ends up running to the train and gets on the train and just gets in and like it's it's already moving. So yeah. I thought he was gonna just get away. So then, after the conductor is killed, we have Sue Ann trying to wake up her father, and eventually he wakes up and he realizes that they are trapped in this crevice between two trains. They do this really cool shot, too. I know I keep saying that. It's basically from the father's perspective, looking up into the window of the train, and it's the zombies, like, banging on the window, and it's it's really cool. Father realizes there's a little crevice that they can kind of crawl through. He crawls through first to see if, like, there are zombies there. He sees there's no zombies, so he crawls out, and suddenly part of the train breaks off and blocks the crevice, and he's trying to struggle to get it off. And as that he's struggling, a window breaks in the crevice, and zombies start pouring out. And the homeless guy goes and sacrifices and is yeah, holding off the zombies. Hell yeah. Shows you every person can do good. Doesn't matter if you're the lowest of the low or the highest of the high. Yeah, I loved that. So then the father gets Sue Ann and the wife out of there, and they are running towards the train. Being yeah. fucking chased by an exorbitant amount of zombies. Who are, like, tripping over each other. They're ramming into each other oh, to try yeah. and get them. They have this crazy overhead shot that's, like, boss as fuck. And the father is holding Sue Ann in his arms. If you've seen the poster of this movie, it's the poster yeah. of the goddamn movie. And they're movie. running, and Sue Ann is holding out her arm, like, reaching towards the train. I'm like, come on, girl, you got it, you got it. And she grabs it, gets on. He gets the pregnant woman on. And then he jumps on, and but then... <laughs> oh, but then the zombies grab onto the back of the train, and they start grabbing onto each other. And they make a chain! A chain of zombies! A chain of fools. Oh, sorry. Chain, 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 chain of <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had to make that joke, I made it. Okay. It's fine. I make bad jokes, it's what happens. Uh, so the father's like, fuck, they're slowing down the train. Because there's so many of them grabbing onto the train. The train is actually slowing down. So the father gets onto it and starts kicking the hands. Oh, yeah, and it takes forever for them to let go. They eventually let go, but well, yeah, like, he, holy shit. He has to juke out of the way of one that like, oh, starts yeah. climbing and dives at him. It's a crazy fucking sequence. It's, it's crazy. Finally, they get the zombies off. The father 
he realizes it's the fucking asshole whose eyes have gone milky. Yeah, he's not totally turned yet. He's like on the road to turning completely. Because he can still talk. Yeah, and you can tell he's not all there in his head. He's like, sir, sir, please help me. I just need to get to Busan. I need to get to my mother, such and such and such. I live here. And the father is like, sir, you've been infected. And he's like, no, no, no. And then there's like a weird pause. And then the asshole looks up at him and <laughs> and he attacks him. So then we get like basically the end like boss fight between asshole and the father. And they're fighting off and they're fighting each other. At one point, uh, Sue Ann like screams and he goes after Sue Ann. Father stops him. Uh, the pregnant lady saves the father. It, it like swings her purse at him. Finally, the father grabs him like by the face and he gets bitten in the hand. God damn it. I was not expecting, because I knew that the father was the main character, so I just stupidly was expecting him not to die. That is my own stupidity and ignorance. But, yeah, I was just like, no, no! (laughs) Fuck! So the father was pulling this guy back. You asshole! So he chains himself to the train car and throws himself and the asshole off oh, the train yeah. car. I thought that, like, because I thought in my mind, I was like, oh, he knows that he's turned, so he's just going to kill both of them right now. But no, he just threw asshole off the train and then got up, grabbed the girls and pushed them into the conductor's room. Yeah, and he- was like, okay, this, this thing here, I think that's the break. So when you guys get safe. To, to Busan. Yeah. Just pull this. Pull that. And the daughter is crying. Sue Ann is hysterical crying. Obviously, uh, wife is upset too. But he like he know he's he's got to go. He's turned. He's gonna go before he go before he turns. Yeah. So he t- takes Sue Ann and talks to her. And this is like, I mean, I thought hubby dying was bad, but this is this was bad, guys. I was like really, oh, it was so bad. She's like begging him not to go. Please don't go. Please don't go. She's holding on to his shirt. Please don't go. And he's crying. Like, just stay, stay with, he's telling her to stay with the wife as long as, like, no matter what, just stay with her. You'll be safe with her. And she's like, don't leave me. Don't leave me. And what I, I thought it was not strange, but I thought it was interesting that he didn't, he didn't say I love you. Like, I feel like in a, in a normal, like regular run of the mill movie, when he's saying goodbye for, for the last time to his daughter, he would tell her, hey, I, I love you. I love you so much. But he didn't even say that. And I feel like there's a reason for that. I feel like it it doesn't need to be said. Like, it, obviously, you know, I'm your father. You're my kid. I fucking love you. I'm, I ran across, you know, this whole sea of zombies for you to save your life. I don't need to tell you. I, you know I love you. And I just, I thought that was very poignant. Yeah, it definitely is. It's one of those things that it's, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't need to be said. And he pulls away from her and fucking closes the door. She's screaming at the door, being held back by the wife. He runs to the back of the train. And he's crying too. He's it's broken just, oh, down. It's so, oh God, it's awful. He's breaking down. He's oh. sitting there. Man. And he's looking, he finally he looks up at the camera. His eyes are starting to turn milky. And he's, the last thought in his head is him holding 
Swan as a baby as she's being born and being given to him. And he, like, it's such a good moment because it's, like, in slow motion a little bit and the music kind of swells and we get... They're uh, all in white. It's a pure memory. Yeah, exactly. It's... He has this big smile on his face with the milky eyes. It's very... Oh, it's, like, a chilling image. And then, like, the most unique and heart-wrenching shot, I think, one of them at least in the movie, because he's standing on the edge of the train, and the shot is of the gravel down below, and you see the shadow of the train and of the father's figure, and then you just see him slowly, like teetering over, like this, just this the shadow, and you see it fall over, and you know like he's fallen, like he he threw himself off the train, or like really just like. Just dropped. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. Because I was scared for a second. I thought, like, he was going to get stuck on the train. And then that, like, oh, that would have been worse. But no, he he got off the train. And he saved their lives. And it's just like, okay. You, like, I, you know, like, you knew it was going to happen. The father was redeemed. Thank God. (laughs) But, yeah, I wanted him to live. I really did. Yeah. I wanted them all to live. Except asshole. So at this point, they oh. they pull up to some rubble. She hits. The, oh yeah, the, she hits point, the brake. Frankie goes. At this point, I thought it was over. I was like, okay, we're safe now. And then they pull up to this like impasse where there's like a bunch of dead people, and it's like this tunnel. And I'm like, what the fuck? What what what? She, and then I look, and I'm like, there's eight minutes left. How are there eight minutes left? What's happening? Oh my god! And then. Sue Ann and the wife go get out of the train and they walk through this tunnel. And as they're walking through, it envelops them in complete darkness. And I'm like, I don't like how dark it is in there. <laughs> Not only that, okay. I don't like that. So I'm going to let you in. So Frankie doesn't like to watch movies at times. She likes to ask questions. Okay. I, you know, here's the thing. Okay, wait. <laughs> I, let me explain. Alright, because when we met the pregnant wife in the beginning of the movie, I really liked them. I liked Hubby and I liked Wifey. And I said to Scott, I said, oh god, do they kill the pregnant wife? Oh my god, like that was my first instinct. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kill this pregnant wife in front of like her husband. Oh my god, this is horrible. And I was like, oh my god, does she die? Does she die? Just tell me if she dies. And he's like, she doesn't die. I'll give you that. She doesn't die. And I was like, okay, I won't ask any more people. I, I won't. And I didn't. I didn't. No, right? she didn't. She she was. Let on, the uh, record show that she, I did not. She was true to her word. So then, when we got to this uh, tunnel, they cut to on the other side of the tunnel, like a small little barricade of army men, and there's two guys. One of them with a fucking shotgun, and sniper I'm rifle. Like, one of them with a fucking sniper rifle, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 Hell no. 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 I refuse. No. Nope. Nope. I can't. I can't handle this. Nope. And I'm like, you fucking liar. They're going to shoot her. They're going to fucking shoot her. And I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I can't handle this. This is too much. Oh, my God. And I'm like. Uh, she's also like, oh, my God. I didn't ask about the little girl. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I didn't ask about the little girl. I was like, wait. I'm. 
this is in rapid succession. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to kill her, aren't they? Oh no, wait, are you a liar? I don't think you're a liar, but I didn't ask about Sue Ann. Oh my God, they're going to kill Sue Ann. And then <laughs> because the army guys are like, yeah, we can't tell if we see these two people walking towards us. We can't tell if they're zombies or not. What do we do? And whoever their superior is radios them back. It's like, kill them. Do it now. And they line up their shot right at the wife. And I'm like, Scott, you fucking liar. If they shoot her right now, I'm going to hit you in the face. I'm not even kidding. I, I really would have, to be honest. I really would have been upset. Because you don't lie to me like that. <laughs> okay? I After everything that's happened, I could not handle that. I really couldn't. And then the best fucking, most poignant, beautiful fucking ending happens. So then as they're, uh, they have their shot lined up, they're about to fire... Sue Ann starts singing Aloha Oi. And, like remembrance of their father, her father. And, and she's like sobbing through it. It's just so like, oh my god. It and makes you the army guy pulls up and goes, we have survivors. Go get him. Oh my god, it was insane. Because and then it and then it pans to the girls and she's still singing and it goes through like the she sings, she finishes the song. She finishes it for her dad. Because he's there, he's still there with her, and it's like, oh my god, I can't. So he she finishes the song and she's crying. As the army is coming, they fetch them and save them, and that's the end of the movie. As her father says, you finish what you start. Oh, man, I can't. I can't do it, man. I was literally sobbing for, like, five minutes after this was over. I'm still crying now. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so good, man. Holy cow. That was Train to Busan, you guys. That was Train to Busan. It is... It is a tour de force. It really is. It was incredible. It, it was so incredible. It is such a great movie. If I ever hear another goddamn person say anything, I mean, I'm not friends with racist assholes, so, but if I ever hear another human being say, oh, I don't want to watch foreign films, subtitle, I will fucking throttle you. This movie is incredible, and no one can tell me any different. No, it's, it is so amazingly done. And it, it really is from start to finish. Yeah. Holy cow. You fall in love with these characters. You know their their motivations. You do hate the one, but you know, yeah. you, you understand. But you're supposed to. You're supposed to hate him. To learn that this is the director's first live action movie. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That is so crazy. And to put something out like this that did do so well in Korea, that has done so well overseas, that people are still talking about. I looked up podcasts, not only our podcast, I looked up other podcasts to hear what they were saying about this movie. And there are people still watching this movie today, falling in love with it for the first time. Yeah. That's how you know a movie is timeless, because it's it has messages in there that are universal, no matter what time period you're in, no matter who you are, you can relate to something or someone in this film, and that is the beauty of it. And one of, the, one of the best things, everybody's got worth. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Everybody's got even worth. The, even the asshole guy, because, you know, you realize when he starts losing his mind a little bit and becoming a zombie, and he's kind of in between those two worlds, essentially, 
he is talking about his mother and how he needs to get to Busan to see his mom. And it's, you know, everyone has their reasons for being who they are, but you also, Everybody's there's value in being selfless, even though you're giving up a part of yourself. Yes. And Every, that's the real lesson Everybody's here. got a family. Everybody's got friends. Everybody's got a job. Everybody's got a dream. And that's... <laughs> I would have gone with everybody's got to live from Jojo Rabbit, but, you know. That works, too. <laughs> but th- it's so well done. It is so amazing, and it, it it's gripping. I could have watched this movie all the time, really. It's... Yeah. When we did our top ten list back all long ago, I... I would almost like to do that again because this should have been on my list. That list would probably be very different now. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, me too, honestly. Um, and you might get that one of these days. We may go back and do that at some point. Yeah, maybe. But this is so good, and it's so amazingly done, and I, I can't rave about this movie enough. And if they do do an American remake, I hope. I I know it's I know it's probably not going to be as good as this, but. It'd be, it's a hard, it's a lot, it's big shoes to fill. But, you know what? This is a movie that it, you know what? Even if you're like one of those people like, no, I'm not crazy about subtitles, whatever. I don't like to read. I don't like to read. Suck it up, man. Really, just suck it up. This movie, this movie will drag you into that world. It did for me, because I was one of those guys, I, didn't, I wasn't crazy about subtitle movies. I watched them, but I wasn't crazy about them. But this movie opened up this world for me. And I've seen so many since then. Right. So, yeah, definitely do it. Yeah, please. It's too good to pass up because you don't like subtitles. There are so... There's, there's another world of movies out there. with so, And everybody goes, oh, Hollywood's out of ideas. Well, go watch a Korean movie. Go watch a fucking Spanish movie, an Italian movie. There's classics like Bicycle Thieves that are great fucking movies that... You probably haven't seen it because, you know, subtitles. Go see Parasite. Go see Parasite. (laughs) Go see fucking Parasite. Uh, It's a whole other world. All these stories that are out there to be seen. Yeah. So, Scott, let me take a wild stab with the dark. Did you happen to rate this movie a 5 out of 5? I did, Frankie. What What? did you rate it? Well, I also rated it a 5 out of 5. High 5 for us! Is this the first movie that we both rated a perfect score? I want to say yes. I'm going to guess yeah. Well, you know why? Because this is that goddamn good. Oh, no. You know what? I feel like I've made a mistake now because Scott is going to be bragging about this for all time. <laughs> well, you know, you know, this is good, Frankie, but it's not as good as Train to Busan. You know, that was a 5 out of 5. Okay, Scott. But you did a good job. I really, I am so glad that I watched this. It, it. It blew my fucking mind. Next week, (laughs) I feel I can't even like comprehend watching another movie after this. But next week, buckle up, kids, because it's Star Wars time again. It is. We're on to the Star Wars sequel. Yes. We will be watching The Force Awakens. We are. Uh, I haven't seen it, I don't think, at all since I saw it in theaters. I have think I've seen it one other time. Yeah, so this is going to be a, a nice refresher into the sequel trilogy. See how they hold up without all the hype and, and such. So that, yeah. that should be interesting. I definitely need some time to recover, though, from this. I, I really do. <laughs> well, you have a week. 
Oh, okay. So, until then, this has been Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. And I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Shoot the Flick. And check out our weekly episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. We're probably there. And make sure you come back to watch us get into the Star Wars sequel trilogy. We'll see you next time. Happy Father's Day. Yay, happy Father's Day, guys, out there. Aloha, boy. Aloha, boy.